Welcome to the second series of the Musa Stories podcast, delivering short but engaging midrashim designed for children to discuss with their parents and for parents to discuss with their children. Kids, you've got to read the book of Daniel. It is one of the 24 books of Tanakh, so it's learning Torah, and it is one of the most interesting ones. And there are many Musa messages in Sefer Daniel. Here's one that the Medrash in this week's Parshas Mishpatim tells over. You've heard about Nebuchadnezzar Melech Bavel. His nickname is Soinoi Shel Makom, the enemy of Hashem. Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Hashem's city, Hashem's house, and thousands of Hashem's people. He was in competition with Hashem. He destroyed the first base of Mikdash and took the Yidin into Golos, all the way to his country, Bovel. Nebuchadnezzar identified some extraordinary Yidin and had them trained to be his special servants. Daniel was one of them. In the fourth chapter of Sefer Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar has a frightening dream. So he calls all of the sages of Bovel, all of its magicians and stargazers and demonists. He told them over the dream, and he told them to interpret it. None were able to interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Nebuchadnezzar called in Daniel to interpret his dream. By now, Nebuchadnezzar had considered Daniel already too great to be a mortal human. He thought that Daniel was a god, chas v'shalom. Nebuchadnezzar called Daniel a Babylonian god name, Belshazzar. Nebuchadnezzar called Daniel Belshazzar. He said to Daniel, I know that the spirit of the holy God is in you, and no secret is hidden from you. This is the vision of the dream that I saw. Tell me what it means. These were the visions of my head upon my bed. I was watching and behold a tree in the midst of the earth. It was so high. The tree grew and became strong. Its height even went up and reached the heavens. It was visible to the end of the entire earth. Its leaves were beautiful and its fruit plentiful, and there was food for all in it. Under it, beasts of the field took shade, and the birds of heaven nested in its branches, and all the flesh was fed from it. In the visions of my head upon my bed, I was watching, and behold, a holy angel came down from heaven. He cried out loudly and said, Chop down the tree and cut off its branches, cast down its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the animals move away from it, and let the birds go away from its branches. Just leave its major roots in the ground, secured with a band of iron and copper in the herbs of the field. Let it be washed by the dew, and let its lot be together with the beasts in the grass of the earth. They will change its heart from that of a man, and a beast's heart will be given to it, and seven periods of, of, of time will pass over it. The matter is by decree of the angels, and the sentence is by the word of the holy ones, so that everyone knows that the Abishter, the Supreme One, rules over the kingdom of man, giving it to whoever he wishes. This is the dream I saw, I, Nebuchadnezzar, and you, Belshazzar, tell me what it means. Because of all of the sages of my kingdom, none are able to make the interpretation known to me. But you can, because you've got the spirit of the holy God in you. Daniel was in front of Nebuchadnezzar, but his thoughts and speech were directed to Hashem. He said, Ribbana Shalolam, this dream 
should be against your enemy Nebuchadnezzar. That's what he was thinking. Then he said, My Lord, he was thinking about Hashem, may this dream be upon your enemies. He was thinking about Nebuchadnezzar. And its interpretation should be upon everybody else that you hate. The tree that you saw, which grew and became strong, whose height reached the heavens, that tree is you, O king, and you have grown and become powerful. Your greatness has grown and reached the sky. Your power goes to the end of the earth. And that which the king saw the holy angel come down and say, chop down this tree and all that, this is the interpretation, O king. It is the decree of the Abishter. They will drive you from mankind. Your dwelling will be among the beasts of the fields. You're going to go mad. They will feed you grass like ox, and they'll wash you with the dew of heaven. And seven periods of time will pass over you until you recognize that the Abishter is the one that gives people power over kingdoms. And he can do it to whoever he wants. Ah, they said to leave the major roots of the tree. That means your kingdom will remain for you after you recognize that Hashem is in charge. Nebuchadnezzar heard all of this and he was worried. He asked Daniel for some advice on how to handle this dire interpretation. Daniel was not at all interested in helping that Russia, the enemy of Hashem. However, Daniel knew that the Jewish situation was not good. All of the hordes of Yidin, who were now not on their own land, they had no parnasa. Yidin in Bovel became beggars, so poor. Daniel was in the palace, but he had so much rachmanes for his fellow Yidin. And now an idea popped into his head. Daniel knew that tzedakah can cause salvations. On the other hand, he didn't want Nebuchadnezzar to have a salvation from his dream. So Daniel figured, I'll tell Nebuchadnezzar to give tzedakah. He'll give a little and then get sick of it. So the dream will come true, but at least in the meantime, the Yidin will have a little bit of relief from their poverty. So he said this to Nebuchadnezzar. He said, You have a sin, Nebuchadnezzar. Redeem it through tzedakah and your averas through kindness to the poor. Perhaps there'll be an extension to your tranquility, meaning you'll be able to be king a little longer. Nebuchadnezzar felt relieved. On the spot, he opened his royal treasury for the Jews and gave out relief funds. Ah, it was very nice for the Yidin. This went on for 12 months and it worked. Nebuchadnezzar stayed with his wits, but then he forgot the dream. He didn't remember to believe in the power of tzedakah. One day, Nebuchadnezzar was pacing back and forth on the rooftop of his palace. It was the day of the monthly Chalukah. He heard crowds of poor Yidin down by the entrance of his treasury building. Nebuchadnezzar said to his servants, What's all this commotion I hear? They said, Those are the poor Yidin that you exiled from Eretz Yisrael. They are demanding Parnassah from you. Sure enough, Nebuchadnezzar became stingy. Gentiles don't know how to give like Yidin do. Daniel was right. Nebuchadnezzar had had enough. He began to brag about the city and kingdom that he built, that he could see from his rooftop. He said, Is this not the great Bovel that I have built up into a royal house with my powerful strength for glorification of my splendor? He took all of the credit for himself and none to Hashem. He said, Without my treasury, 
How can I keep building this glorious empire? Forget it! I can't afford charity anymore. Anyways, it's all their fault for being poor. Why don't they get a job? Let them eat cake! While these words were still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from Shamaim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to him, You Russia, what caused you to remain tranquil all these twelve months? The tzedakah that you did. Now you stopped? No more tranquility for you, Nebuchadnezzar. The kingdom has left you. We are driving you from mankind, and your dwelling will be out with the beasts of the field. You're going to go mad. You're going to think you're an ox and eat grass, and seven periods of time will pass over you until you recognize that it's the Abishter that rules over the kingdom of man and gives to whoever he wishes. At that moment, the decree fell from Shamayim onto Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven out from the society of mankind. He went to eat grass like oxen, and his body was washed with the dew of the heavens until his hair grew like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's talons. So you see, children, if tzedakah can cause Yeshua's for Goyim, who don't even have such a mitzvah, so certainly for you and me, do you make money babysitting or mowing lawns? Do you receive an allowance from your parents or get birthday money? Ask your parents for permission, but I, Rabbi Edelman, say to remove miser twice. That's two-tenths. It's called choymish, and it's the best investment. You cannot lose. Let me ask you, would you rather keep your money and just be normal, or give away 20% and have Hashem's bracha in your savings account? Look, if you need all the money now, that's a different story, but most kids don't need their money right away. The Gomorrah says the best way to save your money is to give some money away to tzedakah. It's the Gemara in the sixth chapter of Kesubos. Nebuchadnezzar didn't know this, but you know this. For more stories, visit our website, musastories.com.